those are those are things that we can decomp decomplicate, uncomplicate that we can pare down to make it more simple. Episode 977 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, keep it simple, yo. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, quick reminder that uh, at the end of each month, or technically at the beginning of each new month, uh, I pick a winner. Somebody to uh, get to coach for free, help out for uh, 16 weeks, whether it's a training plan for a specific race or just kind of uh, maybe a little fresh start, a little bit of guidance, a little bit of you know four months worth of, of work to help you get on track. Whatever it is that you need, uh, one person gets that each and every month. And if you want to be entered into the drawing to have the chance to uh, work with me for me, work with me for free, not for me, work with me for free uh, for the course of 16 weeks at your timeline of your pleasure. So you can sit on it and hold it for a while till you have a big race. You can cash it in right away, whatever works for you. Dizruns.com slash giveaway is the link. Uh, you can also get there at the homepage, Dizruns.com. Either way, it's a pretty quick and easy and painless process to get entered. You're automatically re-entered every month, so you don't have to think about or worry about that. Um, and yeah, so if you're not entered yet and you'd like to be, do it. Do it. You got nothing to lose other than, you know, you get a couple emails from me a week, but that's that's a small price to pay. And and hopefully, hopefully, you, yeah, if you read the emails, you actually think that they might be useful, might be worthwhile, help you with a little bit. They're, they're more like blog posts than they are, you know, kind of spammy newsletters anyway. Um, so, you know, if you're going to get the emails, you might as well be entered into the drawing too. Again, disruns.com slash giveaway or at the homepage, disruns.com. Click, enter, bada boom, bada bam. May the odds be ever in your favor. So today, talking about uh, keeping it simple, talking about the the human tendency, as I see it at least, to overcomplicate things. Uh, and not just running. We, we have a tendency, or at least I have a tendency. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm the outlier here, but I, I think that, that for the most part, you know, for, at least for my interactions with the human species over the years and just observing a bit and taking part in, uh, you know, this, this experiment of, of living and coexisting feels like we all in various aspects and pretty much every aspect of our lives have a tendency to overcomplicate things. And seeing as we are, our runners or seeing as, as we runners are also humans, not surprisingly, maybe that means that we tend to overcomplicate running as well. Not going to lie. I've been guilty of overcomplicating things as it relates to running, both for myself and maybe occasionally for some of the folks that I've worked with over the years. Um, and and I, I don't know where this idea for this quick tip came from. I thought it was something I probably had touched on a dozen times, and, and maybe I have in various forms or fashions, but I couldn't find it in the quick tip archives. So it sounded, it seemed like, like I said, I don't know exactly where it came from, but it was just like this idea of like, oh yeah, that would be a great topic. So let's let's dive into maybe some areas where keeping it simple is is arguably better. Because if if you really think about it, I mean if you really break it down, running is by itself inherently simple. It's it's literally whichever foot you want to start with. I'm going to say left, but you know, you if you want to be uh if you want to start with your right foot, I'm not going to stop you, but it's left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, repeat ad nauseum until you finish, until you get to the finish line, until you can't go any farther, till you get back home, till you get to your car, wherever the, the end line is for you, it's, it's literally one foot in front of the other until you stop. Now, I'm not going to try to make the argument 
that that should be the level of simplicity that you're striving for. Okay. I'm not going to strive for it to be that simple. You know, there's, there's, there's a time and a place for a little bit of complexity or at least a little bit more than just right foot, left foot. However, if, if just right foot, left foot does it for you, by all means, no, no reason to add complexity to the mix. All right. But is, is there a time and a place for things to get a little bit more complicated? Sure. But in general, I feel like for most of us, most of us who are chasing goals that are um, basically not to be professional runners, right? Whether you're chasing a goal for a Boston qualifier, whether you're chasing a goal to, to simply complete your first half marathon or 5K or 50K or whatever, um, I think that in most cases, complexity just makes it more I mean, I, I hate to use the word and the, you know, use the word to define the word, but more complexity in our training just makes things more complicated. It, it very rare in my, in my view, both personal and professional, very rarely does more complexity lead to massively more productive results. There might be some exceptions and, and it maybe depends on where you want to draw the line of what is complex and what is still keeping it simple. Um, but, but for the most part, the payoff of being complicated, of, of, of keeping things far from simple just doesn't to me make sense. The, the, it's not a risk reward situation, but the amount of time and effort that goes into making things complicated, making things complex to get basically the same payout. Maybe you get 1% more, but you're putting in on the front side, 50%, 100%, 200% 50%, 100%, 200% more effort to get one or 2% more. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't to me make sense. Now, maybe for some of you type A's, which is probably most of you, maybe, maybe that every little percent is, is worth no matter how much you're putting in on the, on the upfront side of things. But for those of us that are busy, those of us that are maybe, well, backtrack for those of us that are just more type B minus proud, proud card carrying type B minus member here. You know, if if I can do, you know, work smarter, not harder doesn't mean don't work hard. It just means if I can work half as hard for the same or basically the same amount of, of payoff and doubling the work effort doesn't do anything to increase the payoff. I mean, smarter, not harder right there, right? Like, keep it simple. Keep it simple. So, again, take this for whatever it's worth. Maybe just it's a, it's a seed being planted, something to think about. But from where I sit, again, both personally and professionally, here are four areas where for us as runners, we tend to dramatically overcomplicate things for a result that is marginally different at best. More often than not, no real benefit increase than just keeping things simple. So I'll talk about some complicated things, maybe some ways to keep it simple. First and foremost on my list, hard workouts. Hard workouts. Now, if if you're if you're following some of my my ideas and beliefs about running easy most of the time, and if you've been paying attention long enough, you've heard me say that yeah, doing a hard workout on occasion, whether it's whether it's once a week, whether it's once every couple week, couple weeks, maybe once a month, which is where I, where I'm currently at. Just full disclosure, not saying that's right or wrong, just where I'm at as far as hard workouts. But there's absolutely a time and a place to do hard workouts. There are many benefits of doing hard workouts. When I talk about hard workouts, I'm not saying that it has to be 
you know, quarter mile repeats or, or hundred meter sprints or whatever. That's, those are options. Hard, a hard workout could also be a tempo run. A hard workout could also be a hill repeat. A hard workout could also be a fast finish on a long run. When it comes to hard workouts, there's lots of options. Okay. And, and sometimes I think, and again, sometimes I've even experienced because I've, I've lived it. The feeling is, is that you've got to do a little bit of everything. You've got to hit all the bases. You've got to tick all the boxes. And sometimes that means you're doing too many hard workouts in a week because you're, you're trying to get a speed workout. You're trying to get a hill workout. You're trying to get, um, a tempo run in there. You're trying to get a long run in where you've got some miles at race pace or like a fast finish, something like that. And that's, that's, you know, where I stand right now in 2021, where I've stood for the last three or four or five years, like flag planted firmly that that's too much. So if you're only going to do one or two hard workouts a month, maybe three or four, whatever, but, but you're going to keep it few and far between, which is what I advocate for that can make the mind boggle a little bit or make the head spin a little bit as far as like, well, when am I going to get each of these type of workouts in? This is where I'm going to tell you that's, that's too complicated. Trying to get every different type of workout in, every different duration of interval or repeat in, trying to do various marathon-paced or or race-paced goals, fast finishes, tempo runs. Here's what I'm going to tell you, or here's what what I believe. All right? Now, feel free to disagree. I'm sure you can find people smarter than me that would disagree. But again, for most of us who are chasing our goals, but we're not ever worried about getting massive sponsorship deals and massive race day checks because of our, of our finish times. I believe that pretty much any good hard workout is as good as the next in terms of payoff, in terms of moving us forward, meaning that a well-executed, whatever, 10 by quarter mile repeat is going to have a pretty much the same payoff, pretty much the same physiological benefits as a good four mile tempo run where you absolutely nail your paces the whole way through. Obviously, or if you're not aware, very much so two different workouts. They, they definitely work your body differently. But the end result for most of us, more or less the same. All right? So what I'm going to advocate for and what I try to practice myself is... The hard workouts that I do are the ones that I'm most confident in my ability to per- as close to perfect, because it's probably not going to be perfect, but as close to perfectly execute, which is why I don't do very many tempo runs. Now, you can make the argument that I should do more tempo runs because I struggle with them, because they're difficult, because they're hard, um, and that would help me become better at, at tempo, tempo runs, tempo workouts. You wouldn't be wrong, but... In this struggle of trying to, to nail down tempo pace and pace them perfectly and, and be able to stay in that, sit in that pain cave for, for that duration, like it's going to take me probably months to get there. And in the meantime, and, 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 and still get some quality work, but not get like A plus workouts. But in that, in those months leading up to there, I could do some quarter mile repeats, some, some half mile repeats. Um, some fartlek runs. Basically, I could do some some workouts that I know more often than not, I'm going to nail them. I'm going to be pushing hard, giving every last drop. Um, more likely to be successful with those workouts, ergo, have just as much, if not more, benefit. 
All right. So what my advice when it comes to hard workouts, if you're planning your own and you're trying to figure out what workout should I do, focus on the ones that you can do well and do those for the most part. If you want to dabble in a tempo run once in a while or a fast finish long run once in a while, I'm not going to tell you you can't or you shouldn't, but stop trying to feel like you need to, to pick a dozen different workouts over a dozen, you know, over, over the course of 10 weeks, like, and then maybe not get all of them as good as you could pick, have a few that are your go-to rotate through them a little bit. Um, but keep it simple when it comes to choosing which hard workouts to incorporate in your training plan. Similarly, well, not similarly, but different, different line of thought, but similar area where we complicate things. And this one may be more complicated in our minds sometimes than in actual practice, but it's strength training. Again, so you've heard me talk about strength training more than once. It's important. It's beneficial. It's going to make you a better runner. It's going to more than likely help you become much more resilient to injury, which dot, dot, dot will help you to become a better runner. So doing strength training is important. Yet we all know that a lot of us, and if not us specifically, people that we know, people we've talked to on social media or at running club groups, group runs or whatever, not, not everybody that's a runner is real consistent with their strength training because we like to run. We'd rather run than, than lift weights. I'm here to tell you that strength training doesn't have to be complicated. All right. Where do we complicate strength training? Well, there's, there's a whole number of places, but the, the ones that maybe are the most common, at least the, one, the, the excuses, maybe not excuses, the, the reasons, the rationale for not being sure what to do with strength training that are overcomplicating it that I've heard often enough are that we don't have enough time. You know, I don't have time to add an extra two or three or four, you know, sessions of, of uh, 45 minutes to an hour long strength training to my schedule. I don't have a gym membership and you know, I'm not sure I really want to I either can't afford it or I want to afford a gym membership right now. I don't have any equipment at home, so I can't get a good workout in if I don't have any equipment and I don't have a gym membership. And I'm not sure what to do. Like, like, I don't even know, like what are the best exercises and how to do things correctly and all those types of things. All right. I'm here to tell you that none of those are actual. I don't want to say that they're not actual legitimate excuses because they are all right. They're, they're actual things, but those are, those are things that we can decomp decomplicate, uncomplicate that we can pare down to make it more simple that will eliminate those, those issues from the equation and then will allow you to get that strength training in that's going to help you. So starting at the top, not enough time. You don't need to have a lot of time. You don't need to, 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 to have an hour per session and three, four, five sessions per week. If you want to be like a bodybuilder, if you want to add a bunch of bulk and mass and tone and definition, well, then maybe. All right? If you want to use strength training as the tool to help support your running, so that your running can continue to improve. You can continue to make progress towards your running goals. All you really need 15, 20 minutes, a couple times a week. And if you can't find 15 or 20 minutes, a couple times a week, then maybe you don't run quite as much. Maybe, sh maybe shave a couple miles off of a couple runs during your week. And then you'll have 15 or 20 minutes. All right. You don't need to have any time to go to the gym, right? You don't need to have a gym membership. You don't need to have a bunch of equipment. All right. Those things are nice. Those things are, are nice. It gives you more options, more, more ways to mix up your workout and challenge yourself in different ways, add some variety to things, but you don't need them. 
All right. And maybe there's maybe there's an argument there that having a gym membership and having a lot of fancy equipment maybe adds more complication to the mix than what's required. That's 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 a gray area because I like having some some options. I'm, I'm a guy that likes to mix it up once in a while with the strength training. And by once in a while, I mean pretty much every workout. But you don't need to. Just using your body weight, that works. And, and believe me when I say you can get a darn good workout where you're sore, where you're fatigued, where your uh you know your your glutes are uh, a little bit tender for a few days as I'm right now with tender glutes from a bodyweight workout I did a couple days ago all right you can make it happen but if you're not sure what to do guess what it's 2021 there are lots of resources out there i have resources out there i have i have i don't know i mean not and i'm not going to say that i have lots of great resources but i have on the website past quick tips and on the youtubes um I don't know, a handful, four or five different strength routines that you can do that most of them are completely body weight. A couple of them might use like an exercise ball, but you know, things that you can, you can watch the video to get the form or you can just follow this, this workout that is, you know, five exercises, do it five exercises times a few, you know, whatever, eight reps, 10 reps, 12 reps, three times, boom, 15 minutes, you're done. Do that for a couple months and then switch it up to a different one. Like there's that, but there's also YouTube. All right. And yes, there's some not so great workouts on YouTube, but there's a lot of really great workouts on YouTube. So just type into YouTube body weight strength training for runners. And I guarantee you, I haven't searched this, but I guarantee you, you'll find thousands of workouts. Some probably as short as eight to 10 minutes, some that are an hour or longer. So you can get the, the, the depth of workout that you want with zero equipment, having somebody telling you what to do showing you the form so you don't have to, to guess, should I, do, should I do squats or should I do lunges? Both are great. Today's, in today's workout, you're doing squats. The next one, the next video you watch, maybe you're doing lunges, okay? But don't overcomplicate strength training, all right? You don't need a lot of time. You don't need a gym membership. You don't need any equipment. And if you're not sure what to do, there's plenty of free resources out there. Just get it done, all right? And in the time that you're trying to, gonna try to come up with a rebuttal, you could get a strength workout done. Not saying, but I'm just saying. Another area, boy, this is going to be a not quick tip today. Surprise, surprise. Another area where we tend to overcomplicate things, uh, race day strategy. I, I heard recently, and I hope that this isn't widespread, but we were on our you know, my, my call that I do every week with my my other running coach friends, Laura and Nora, that we've, we've talked to on the show. They've been on the show individually. We had an episode, um, what was it, maybe about a year ago or the beginning of this year. Uh, where we all just kind of got on and, and talk shop together. Um, but we have these calls every week. We talk about coaching stuff and our businesses and, and try to help each other out. If we're, if we're stuck on something that one of our, our athletes is struggling with, we, we brainstorm together. And one of the ladies, I think it was Laura. In fact, I know it was Laura. I'm credit where it's due. Laura had heard that somebody was, was not one of her athletes, but somebody that, that she was talking to was like, need to have a race, a race day plan for a marathon where each mile has its own unique split time or target goal time for each mile based on the course. So, you know, instead of just looking at, you know, I want to run a four-hour marathon, so that's a 9.06 pace, so I want to average 9.06 per mile. No, 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 no. It was, all right, the first mile you want to be at 9.06, and the second mile it's, there's a little bit of an uphill, so you might be at, you know, 9.27. And then the, the, the third mile, it's flat, so you want to be back at 9.06 again. And then the fourth mile, it's back downhill, so we want to be at 8.45. So on and so forth for 26.2 miles. I'm making up the numbers, but that was, 
that was the example that she said. And she's like, I don't do that. Do, do you guys do that? And both Nora and I were like, oh, hell no. If you're coming up with your own race day strategy, and, and, I, and for the record, let me let it, let it be clear that having a plan going into race day, uh, uh, assuming you have a goal that you want to get to, even if you don't, it's probably worth having a plan. But if you're, if you're trying to get, whether it's a PR or a certain time goal or whatever, having a plan is a good thing. All right. It's helpful. It may, it may not be something that you stick to. It's not, it's not a rigid thing, but having an idea of how to get from point A to point B in the time that you want to go is, is beneficial. Okay. But it, I mean, that level of detail, that level of complication to me is too much because I feel like that just adds so much mental stress and strain to, to, to you as the runner, you know, to the person that's trying to follow that plan on race day, where not only like, you're not going to remember each split, right? So you're going to have to have a cheat sheet somewhere written down or written on your arm or, or whatever. So you're going to be constantly referencing, Oh shit. Like I, I was supposed to be nine forty seven, and, and this time I was, I was nine forty six. I better slow down the next mile. And Oh man, now I'm, now I'm four seconds too slow. And now it's, it's 12 seconds too fast. And like, Oh my gosh, everything's falling apart. And, and how come my watch is beeping and says I've gone a mile, but I had the mile marker. I can still see it a hundred yards ahead. And like, I don't know which, which keep it simple. Y'all keep it simple on race day, have a plan. All right. And it, depending on the race, the distance of the race and your goals, might might depend on how many steps your plan has. But in general, I like to go for a plan that has three or four data points to it or three or four kind of targets that we're aiming towards. Subject to change based on how the race goes, of course. But going into the plan, keep it simple. Maybe have, I'll just use a marathon as an example. I would scale pretty well for, for a, a half marathon. For a 5K, you know, if you're trying to hammer a 5K, maybe it's just, each of the mile markers, you know, you have a, an idea of what, where you want to be at each mile marker, um, because there's only three of them. So, you know, that would make sense. You have three targets and then from three to 3.1, you're just, you're going right. Um, but for a marathon, I like, you know, maybe having a kind of a loose target for the first 5k. All right. So the first 5k, we want to run, you know, 30, 33 minutes, just making up numbers, of course, but something like that. So that way you get, you know, it kind of helps maybe tamper down a little bit. Some of that, that race excitement, that race enthusiasm that can get people in trouble by going out too fast. You have a, you have a, a shorter window for those first three miles or so that, Hey, we just want to like, start easy. If you go out a little bit too fast on mile one, back it off pretty good for mile two. We want to be at about 33 minutes. All right. Then from that 5k mark, depending on, again, depending on the person's goals or whatever, that's where I'll kind of usually say, Hey, at that point, just kind of settle into this is our race pace window. So maybe it's, you know, 10 minute pace to, to 10, 15, maybe it's, it's nine flat to nine thirty. whatever it is, whatever we've kind of identified is this is what our, our goal. This is, this is the pace that we're comfortable running. This is, this is going to get us, you know, put us in position for the goal, kind of have a little bit of a window, not, not, not an exact want to run a nine fifteen, but you know, somewhere between. 905 and 925 or something. Give yourself a window. Give yourself some wiggle room so that when you have a little uphill, it's no big deal. When you have a little downhill, hey, you went a little faster. No big deal. All right? Give yourself a window. Now, maybe that's going to go for the next 10 miles. Maybe it's going to be till mile 15 or till mile 20. Whatever. It depends. Again, lots of variables here, but just in general, have that be the biggest chunk of the race. 
settle in, cruise, right? For, for the half marathon, maybe it's from 5K to 10 miles. So for you know about seven miles, whatever it is. Then it's at a certain point, whether it's with 5K to go, with 10K to go, with five miles to go, with 10 miles, whenever you're kind of ready to lock it in, that's where you, you start to narrow the gap a little bit. Assuming you're feeling good, you know, instead of having from a nine nine fifteen to a nine or a nine oh five to a nine twenty five, maybe we want to get into a, a nine ten to a nine seventeen pace is what we're what we're aiming for. Still some wiggle room, all right, but we wanna we wanna maybe dig a little bit harder on the uphills, maybe push a little bit more on the downhills. All right, because we're getting into that that final that final phase of the race where time to lock it in. If you're feeling strong, like make your move and, and get there. All right. Um, but that's usually it, right? Something similar to that broken down specifically for the race and the person's goals, but not 26 different splits we need to remember. Like three pretty obvious markers along the way. First 5K up to mile 20, last 10K. I think think that's, I hope that that's not adding too much mental stress and strain to somebody on their race day performance. Keep it simple. Have a plan, but keep it simple. Okay? Last but not least is we're, Already approaching 25 minutes. Goodness gracious. Adjusting training due to life. Again, I see this a lot. And thankfully, most of the folks I'm working with these days, at least that I've been working with for a while, like we're, we're on the same page. They'll, they'll tell me, hey, you know, I had to work late or the kids were sick or this or that or the other. And so I didn't run. Or I just shifted this thing around from, from one day to the next and just moved my off day or whatever. When it comes to adjusting to life, simple is almost always the best way to do it, especially if we're talking one or two days of things being off kilter. All right. Now, if, if something crazy happens, whether it's an injury, an illness, um, or just, you know, life is, is bananas. It, it's, it's, you know, maybe you're a, an accountant. I feel like I go back to this example semi-regularly, but like your account, you're an accountant. So from like March 1st to April 15th, like shit's crazy at, at, the, at the office. So maybe, maybe things really go off the rails during that time. All right. So maybe there's, there's a little bit more adjusting that needs to happen. But for most of us, in most cases, you miss a couple days for one reason or another. There's no reason to feel like you need to rework your plan, rework your schedule. If you're on a training schedule for a goal race, just remove those two runs right back on track. All right. Maybe if it was a, if it's a, a long run that you miss, you might, want to reconfigure your long runs a little bit, but there's usually, there's a cutback week in there. You can, you can mix that up or you can, you know, if you're supposed to increase by three miles the next week, maybe only increase by two and then increase by two the week following. So you're back on track. But if it's just daily runs during the week, even if it's a workout, hard workout, recovery run, whatever you miss a couple of those. Hey, just get right back on track. Whenever you're ready to get back on track, whenever the kids are healthy or work that, that one day of work dies down or, or whatever, good to go. Don't, don't try to be like, oh, well, you know, shoot, I need to add more to this run and run a double this day and blah, 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 blah. Like that's just making it more complicated for not really any more benefit. You missed a couple, you missed, you missed six miles over the course of two days. You're going to be fine. I promise you those those six miles are not going to be make or break whether you miss them, whether you make them up. So just let them go back on track. Keep moving towards, towards the goal. All right. And each of those examples from hard workouts to strength training to race day strategy to adjusting your plan during, during life. Are there exceptions to those where, where maybe a little bit more complicated is better? Sure. Of course there are. But I'm here to tell you that in most, most, for most of us, for myself, probably for you, 
in 98.7% of our running situations where we'll, we'll, uh, you know, where, where we're going to be having some of these issues or, you know, struggling to, to decide simple is going to be better. Maybe not better again. Simple is going to be just as good as complicated, but as far as the results, but with a lot less effort and intensity and energy going into it. So for me, better. All right. You decide you want to work harder for the same results. Be my guest. But when it comes to keeping things simple, when it comes to getting the results of, of our sport, which is pretty simple, you know, work smarter, not harder, I think is, is, is at least the way that I go about it and maybe be worth considering for yourself as well. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. My, my diatribe, my soapbox, if you will, stop making it complicated, more complicated than it needs to be more complicated than the results when the results aren't there. Keep it simple, yo. What do you think? Do you like it complicated? Do you like it simple? Are there other areas where maybe you feel like, oh yeah, I simplified XYZ and that helped a lot? Let me know. At Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. If you want to go look at the show notes today with some memes and some gifs, some nonsense as well, Dizruns.com slash 977 is the link. And if you're on the YouTubes, let me know. Leave a comment, something there. Um, as we continue this, this YouTube quick tip experiment, uh, we'd love to hear, hear from you if you're listening there and, uh, no matter where you're listening, there should be a link. There should be something that that's available somewhere in the post, somewhere in the, on your phone, somewhere on YouTube that says, Hey, enter to win 16 week training plan. That's the sponsor for today. Go ahead and click that link. Join the, join the giveaway, enter, get your name entered. Dizruns.com slash giveaway is the link. If you just want to point your browser there. You can also do it at disruns.com. But like I said, any, anywhere where you're listening to this, it should also be available. Easy to click. Bada boom, bada bam. You're entered to win. And maybe, just maybe, uh, I'll get a chance to work with you for free. And I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind the opportunity to uh, maybe maybe help you keep things a little bit more simple. Help you eliminate some of the complications from the training that you're doing on your own. And show you that, you know, keeping it simple is just as good has the same results maybe even better than all the complications sometimes but uh you got to be in it to win it disruns.com slash giveaway and with that we'll go ahead and wrap this one up if you have a running friend that has a tendency to overcomplicate things don't be afraid to hit that share button and send this one their way let them know hey you know this this clown that i listen to once in a while maybe he's onto something about keeping it simple maybe it would help you you know spread the word that's always appreciated and until next time y'all be well take good care thanks again for listening And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you.